0: I'm walking here along the bed of the Royal Canal in County Longford at a point where 30 years ago I would have been up to my neck in water but nowadays I'm up to my neck in water plants Uh, there's flag irises, reeds horsetails, bog bean and all the kinds of plants that you'd expect to find in a a natural uh, wetland, a bog or a marshland. I have ahead of me a journey it's probably going to take me about three days and the journey is to follow the Royal Canal from Longford, where it joins the Shannon, uh, to Dublin uh, to its junction with the River Liffey. It's a journey not just through space but through time because we'll be travelling from the uh, disused section of the canal to the restored area closer to Dublin and using different forms of transport, uh, from the two size 10 Wellington boots, which I have at present, uh, to a bicycle, to a train, and onto a boat for the final stretch into Dublin. It's a journey I've wanted to do for many years. It's going to be interesting, and I'm going to meet lots of interesting people along the way, so i better get going. In a book published in 1966, um, Ruth Delaney wrote that the Royal Canal was a waterway which never really justified its existence, but which was a wonderful feat of engineering. Dr Ian Bath is uh, founder of the Royal Canal Amenity Group, and uh, I'm delighted that he's been able to join me here on the Canal Bank today. Um, Dr Bath, can you tell me what you feel about this
1: comment? Well, whereas the canal certainly wasn't a commercial success. Uh, We have been left uh, a heritage of what I suppose is best called industrial archaeology in the way of 90 miles of waterway between Dublin and the Shannon and I feel it has enormous potential for amenity purposes uh, in the years to come. Now at the moment uh, the canal has been restored, some 40 uh, 40 to 50 miles restored, between Blanchestown and Mullingar. And this was done primarily as a result of the formation in 1974 of the Royal Canal Amenity Group. And uh, the work of this group, which began in rather a small way in the Dublin area, spread in both directions uh, along the canal from um, uh, westwards, from Castle Knock into County Kildare, and eastwards into the city. Now, the western end of the canal is a rather different situation in that it was um, uh, dewatered in 1960, 61. And uh, the canal is in a very poor condition.
0: Do you see this as a, a, having tremendous potential, uh, the canal, in future years?
1: Oh, certainly, because um, we are all spending more time uh, on leisure activities. And the canal, once restored from Dublin to the Shannon, uh, will, in fact, um, make it possible for people to travel in a complete circle, leaving Dublin, say, on the Royal Canal, entering the Shannon at Tarman Barry, going down the Shannon, as far as Shannon Harbour in County Offaly and returning along the Grand Canal to Dublin.
0: Well, let's hope one day we see the Grand Plan realised uh, the circular route uh, through the canals and the Shannon. It'll be a wonderful experience, I think, uh, but today we're still faced with uh, a struggle along some parts of the west western end of the Royal Canal.
1: Yes, I, I think it'll be a, a few years yet, unfortunately, but um, depending on the availability of funds, it shouldn't be. Um, more than five years to ten years, I would say.
0: Well, thank goodness for that. I've finally got out of the bed of the canal and here at Ballybranigan Harbour, quite close to Ballymahan, um, I'm on quite a good piece of towpath. It's not surfaced, but uh, it's uh, good enough to, to walk on. And it gives a much better view along the whole canal. Um, This is a a different stretch really altogether. The trees are back uh, on either side of the towpath. The bed of the canal is still filled with uh, water plants. And this is one of the things that interests me as a naturalist um, in that we have 30 years of uh, colonisation of this waterway by uh, native plants. Many of these have actually travelled along the canal uh, being carried by the boats or even by the horses by the feed perhaps that the horses were fed on um, and uh, have colonized this waterway across the Midlands of Ireland it's, a, it's fascinating to any naturalist really to uh, to look uh, at the development of a, a waterway like this uh, but particularly uh, somebody like myself who's, who's interested in um, the native Irish flora and fauna um, because here we have not just the wild flowers but uh, all the insects which feed on them uh, things like the common blue butterfly it's, it's very typical butterfly of um, limestone grassland I must have walked best part of 20 miles at this stage I think I'm beginning to feel the effects in my legs so very soon I'm going to start looking for some place to stay tonight day two and i have spent a very comfortable night in an inn in abbey shrewl county longford overlooking the canal uh... in much the same way as i guess many of the early travelers on the canal must have done this morning uh... i've taken to a new mode of transport which is a a mountain bike uh, especially built for rough country Uh, but here the uh, canal towpath has improved beyond measure from yesterday's uh, conditions it's really like cycling over a grassy field um, but fairly bumpy in places so it's necessary to have a good strong bike so I'm going to uh, get going this morning fairly fast I hope. The bike is special in another way because I have the tape recorder uh, in the pannier bag and a microphone strapped to the handlebars wrapped around with one of my socks uh, to try and cut down the noise of the wind so I hope that it's recording sufficiently. This is a lovely stretch of the canal because uh, the main difference here is that there's plenty of open water and this is very suitable for for many of the water birds. Moorhens, for example, are uh, nesting along here. They use the uh, branches of the overhanging white thorns and um, uh, ash trees, which in some cases are actually lying in the water. And uh, I've just seen a pair feeding their young uh, underneath the branches of a tree. It's a beautiful morning, uh, hot sun on my face, and uh, my legs are feeling fairly sunburned from yesterday's walk, uh, but that shouldn't slow me up. There are insects all around me. The temperature must be well up into the 20s with uh, grasshoppers buzzing away and uh, bumblebees in all the flowers. So it's absolutely idyllic. It's just the place to be on a, a summer's morning. I'm making good progress now. I'm probably travelling at about five miles an hour. No way of measuring it. But I can imagine the uh, passenger boats on the canal perhaps 150 years ago. Uh, with two horses galloping along, up to 10 miles an hour they would travel um, and the passengers seated evenly on either side of the boat to try and balance the weight and uh, keep it from tipping over. There's a herd of cattle here and uh, a donkey grazing with them Uh, but uh, still maintaining the beautiful wildflowers of this meadow bank. And a pair of herons just taken off ahead of me they're uh, feeding along the shallow shallow sides of the canal, uh, waiting for eels and small fish to swim within reach. This is an ideal place for fishing. Uh, I haven't met any fishermen yet, but I imagine I will soon. Uh, there's plenty of water weed, the canal has not been recently dredged, uh, and so there's plenty of food for fish like roach and tench, bream and eels. I expect to. Uh, this is the section of the canal which actually uh, was finally finished in uh, about 1817 and uh, as Dr Ian Bath told me yesterday it was the last 30 miles was actually finished in a period of 3 years which was pretty good going compared to the uh, previous 60 miles which had taken something in the region of 20 years. Further west I'm expecting to meet a couple of botanists who are studying the uh, wildflowers along the bank so i'm looking forward to meeting them but in the meanwhile the pathway is fairly rough here uh, and uh, i've just reached a stone uh, standing on the side of the bank i'll just hop off and have a look at it it's a a milestone and it has uh, the numbers 57 marked on it so i guess that's 57 miles left to go to dublin so, uh, I've still about two thirds of the journey to do, but uh, things are looking good and uh, making good progress. So, I'll keep going.
1: Um, I've just
0: come upon a group of people here uh, catching fish in the Royal Canal and um, they're using some unusual methods here. Uh, the fish have been taken out and put in big bins in the back of a truck and they're now examining the fish. So I'll have a word here with uh, Kate Monaghan uh, of the Central Fisheries Board. Perhaps she can tell me what you're doing.
2: Well, I- at um, present today, we are fishing in Ballinae, which is outside Molingar. Um, we are using electric current to stun the fish. Why we're doing this is because we want to estimate the stock population of fish in this section. It is renowned as a good fishing area. So, we, as you can see from the bin of fish, we've got some fine perch up to two pounds and some lovely tench. We've also pike and roach.
0: Right. Okay, let's have a look at what you've got. Tent.
1: It's a male tench.
0: Right, and, and how how would you describe a tench? How do you, how do you identify it's a tench? It's a big,
1: heavy, muscly fish.
2: Dark and coloured. Olive
1: coloured.
3: Big, big slimy, fins. slimy. Yeah. Very big fins. And the male has this large spoon fin on the pelvic yeah. area here. Right. Underneath, yeah. yeah.
0: And very strong, very great fish. Typical to catch. freshwater fish, is it?
1: Not very common in Ireland. It's yeah. an introduced species. It needs warm water to breed mm. to spawn.
3: Is that a popular one with fishermen? Oh yeah, a very popular fish. Mm.
2: They love to catch this fish here.
3: Because it's it's a great fighter. Good solid like fish. fish. Yeah. Anything very else?
0: strong. Very strong. Anything else in there?
3: There's a nice wood here.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh that's really the attractive, the, the isn't it? The golden yeah. colour.
3: Yeah. The lovely red fins.
0: Yeah. It's um. And the large scales. It's it's more uh, graceful looking fish, isn't it? Oh then? yeah, it's a lovely yeah. fish. Not not half as uh, as muscly as the, the tench, we have, uh, uh, this one.
1: A fine perch. And you oh see yeah. the large he has. The, red
0: th- fins again. Uh,
3: yeah, but then he's these large dorsal fins.
0: Up on the back, yeah. And uh, they're quite nasty if you get pronged yeah. on them, and he yeah. also has a spine Big on, mouth, doesn't he? Yeah, big. and
3: a spine and he's a perculum here. Oh, I see,
0: yeah.
4: That's
2: a fine um, size fish for the canal. Yeah. How,
1: how long would you say that is? He's a, he's 36 centimetres and a half, but 36 and a half centimetres, and he weighs... Is it zero? Mm.
0: Yeah, 30 centimetres is about a foot long. Oh, 36 and a half. Yeah, it's over a foot long then, yeah. Uh, Just weighing him uh, eight, in.
4: 850, in grams.
0: 850 grams. 850 grams. Yeah. A yeah. two pound, two pound yeah. weight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Are they ready to the go there. back now?
1: Yeah, let need to do mm. Anything else?
0: Hi. Hello. You you must be the botanist. I'm Richard Nairn.
4: Bridget Johnston. Mary Drummy.
0: Great, how are you doing? Are you finding anything interesting along here?
4: All sorts of interesting things. Uh, at this point here, the canal is looking like what a canal ought to look like. You've got the clear water in the middle, and then the floating plants, the floating pondweed, and the yellow water lily there, the big lily pads that you expect to see a frog sitting on. And as you come in then to the reed fringe, you have what looks like one type of big grass, and in fact you've got a number of different types in there. A lot of flowers growing in it as well, that big one there that looks like a buttercup is in fact the greater spearwort. Uh, in some places you get marsh orchids along the edge there, and as you move further up the bank, as it becomes drier, you have a different type of plant again. The iris, familiar one that everybody would recognise meadow sweet with the white fluffy flowers uh, wild valerian, all, all the different colours along the top.
0: It's really beautiful. Mary, what about the towpath itself, is it interesting?
4: In this particular section, very interesting. We're on a limestone embankment as you, and there's a terrific display of colour. There's the white from the yarrow that plant there as an umbrella, looks like an umbrella at the top and there's the um, lovely tall yellow bed straw there, a lovely little delicate looking plant, used to be used long ago to scent mattresses. And just down here is the uh, pink, purpley pink pyramidal orchid, quite rare t- in the country, but not, you know, typical but of the limestone embankment that we're on. And there's also the lovely tall purple scabious plant, lovely for butterflies at this time of the year.
0: Bridget, do you uh, see this as being very special sort of uh, habitat in a uh, national way?
4: It is special because the grasslands along the canal banks are one of the few examples left of an, an unimproved natural grassland. You're getting the same sort of species as you used to get in an old-fashioned hay meadow, which is something you don't find anymore.
0: And do you think that uh, we have um, possibilities for protecting the range of flora here even within the restoration of the canal?
4: Well, this is in fact what we're doing. We're making species lists. We're looking at what is present along the canal, which will then be used to develop a sort of conservation plan to be used as the canal is restored back to use again.
0: Well, best of luck with your studies. Um, I'm heading off for Mullingar now, so uh, I'll leave you to it and I'll see you again sometime.
4: Bye. Bye. Cheerio. Hello. Hello. No,
0: no. I've just met some more cyclists. What are your names?
4: Mary. Mark. Patrick.
0: Oh, great. And what school? are you? Do you go to one of the local schools here?
4: Oh, yeah. No. It's just on the road there. What's the it's name? Uh, St. Kennedy Saint School. Saint
0: mm. Mm. Oh, right. And do you do you live quite close by the canal?
4: Yeah, I yeah, just live cool. down the road.
0: Right. Do you come down here quite a bit to the canal?
4: Mm, not mm. much, really. <laughs> just a few, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes when the down weather's
0: down. good, like it is today. Yeah. yeah. Right and um tell me mary have you ever seen any butterflies along the canal
4: yeah i saw the meadow brown did um you?
0: that's one of the common ones isn't it it sort yeah. of flies around the, the grass and feeds on some of the wild flowers yeah but did you see any others
4: um the common blue
0: right can can you remember that one it's a nice little small blue one isn't it yeah. yeah i wonder can we see any any insects today on the canal because it's just the type of weather which uh Butterflies and dragonflies like it's nice and calm, and uh, there's, there's ni- nice plenty of sun. There's a
4: butterfly,
0: too. Is there? Oh yeah. What type is that? See it? I think that's a small
4: white, white, white. Is it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's one of the white butterflies. There's several different white butterflies, aren't there? Yes.
4: Yeah. So there's a large white, white small white, 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 wood white. white. Green,
0: mm. veiled, white. Right, yeah. And in or fact, the orange tip, do you see the orange tip one there? That's yeah. a white as well, but it just has some orange on the tips. In yeah, fact, that's yes. quite common here in the early part of the year, when um, in May, when you're still at school studying hard, the, the <laughs> butterflies are out here uh, feeding on, on some of the early flowers, like the uh, the lady's smock, which grows along the edge of the water.
2: Mm.
0: Just got a, a, a horsefly on my leg there. <laughs> <laughs> And I understand that you're you're doing some kind of a project, is that right?
4: Uh, yes, it's good, we're doing a project on the canal.
0: Right, and have you learnt a bit about the canal and it's why it's here? Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I have to go on into Mullingar now, so would you like to come with me? We'll, we'll cycle the last couple of miles into Mullingar together. OK. okay. Right, okay. let's go then, will okay. we? Those are great bikes you have. It travelled a long way, I'd say. Uh. Okay, on you go. Well, this is the end of day two, so I'm coming into the centre of uh, Mullingar and the railway station here where the uh, canal towpath parallels the railway from Athlone. It's very strange being back on a hard uh, tarmac surface and even stranger being in among the traffic, Uh, even odd to see a traffic light here when I've been out in the wilds for the last two days. I'm going to uh, consign my bike and gear to the safety of Uh, the railway station and uh, tomorrow morning take the train uh, on along the next stretch which uh, overlooks the canal uh, all the way into Dublin and it's quite appropriate really that we should uh, follow the railway line because in the middle of the last century it was the railway company which bought up the canal took it over and basically took all uh, all the business terms of passengers away from the canal and and brought about the decline of the canals uh, as a commercial uh, waterway. Uh, So I reckon, having had a long hard day's cycle over a fairly rough country, it's about time now to uh, go and find some place to stay for the night. Well, I've left my bike in the station in Mullingar, and uh, before I find my lodgings for the night, I've decided to sample the flesh pots of Mullingar and uh, to replenish some of the liquid which I've lost during the day. So I've come into uh, one of the pubs here, and uh, I've, in order to try and learn a bit more about the canal and the management of it, I've met with uh, Pat Warner, who works for the wildlife service of the OPW. Pat, can you tell me A little bit more about the uh, background to the surveys which I've seen going on today uh, involving uh, botanists and fisheries scientists and so on. Perhaps you can tell me how these are organized and why.
5: It all stems really from a rather fortunate combination of uh, responsibilities. The Office of Public Works is now what amounts to a government heritage department, and um, it includes the body responsible for the canals that took over from CIE. It involves the Wildlife Service, the Park Service, and the National Monument Service as well. And that means that when they started to organise the rehabilitation of the whole canal network, they um, had the opportunity and obviously the inclination to do a preliminary, preliminary ecological survey of the canal to see what was there, a baseline if you like, And also to get ecologists' advice on how they should go about the engineering work that they're doing on the canals. There's some places, for instance, where you um, should leave one bank untouched. Some places where we leave both banks untouched by getting the dredging machinery out on a barge in the middle of it. Now, that's quite expensive. But nonetheless, it's being done where the survey is indicating that the the botany or the um, bird life on the canals
0: demands it. Are you happy that... uh, conservation can be built into the restoration of the canal from here on in? Well, I think it most
5: definitely will. As I said, we're we're all part of the same department. The canal's people are um, directly in touch with their colleagues in the Wildlife Service. We've had to put some uh, of the work out to to contract, but still uh, the work is being done and it's going to be built into the management plans at at every stage. This is the very beginning now. This is the first cleaning up of the canal that it's had in, what, um, probably 25 or 30 years. And the survey is being done before that, in most cases.
0: The Royal Canal was officially closed to navigation in 1961, uh, but trade had ceased about ten years before that. um, So that there are very few people around now who actually have personal experience and remember the active trade uh, on this canal. One of those is, is Mr. Willie Leach, who lives at Thomastown
2: Lock near Caloocan. We'd leave Thomastown, we say, at 7 o'clock in the morning. And our, our first stop would be about two miles beyond Enfield. We'd stop for the night and stable our horses locally at that point. We'd start the following morning, then at about uh, 7 or maybe 6 o'clock, we'd arrive at Blakestone, 13 Lock. Mm. That was a, another area where yeah, we, had to, you, uh, we
0: had... Fixed stopping places that you We had fixed stopping places. And these were and, for, uh, for the horses to feed the horses. We, it? we
2: had a uh, stabling for the horses at that point as well. So the third day we arrived in Dublin, Summerhill. It often happened out that uh, we'd come back from Dublin, from the cross-guns, We'd come up as far as the Cross Guns on the previous evening, and we'd start maybe at five o'clock on a Saturday board. When you arrive here at Kiluken in the Kiluken area, at uh, about twelve or half past twelve on Saturday night. Nice, so you are travelling all day. I travelled all day, it was a yeah. long busy day. Okay, for it day. Was. And
0: you travelled at night as well?
2: Oh, yeah, you travelled travel in the dark. Like, if it was necessary, you travelled in the dark, yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: and there was no yeah. problem about the horses on, on oh, the dark. Oh, no, there'd be no problem with
2: the horses. No. No, but, but the horses, as a matter of fact, were, they knew the canal as well as I'd say so. we did. Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: yeah, you had to treat your horses well, I would imagine. They had to
2: be treated well, because if you wanted to get good results from them, you had to feed them well. And that was one thing this. my father always believed in. And you, you carried hay and oats for the horses on the boat? On the boat. Yeah, and, and food for yourselves? And food for yourself as yeah. well, you had your boat. And you slept on the boat? So you slept on the boat, and your cook and yeah. lot. So yeah. you're self-contained completely? are self-contained, that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The
0: canal is being restored at present, which is very exciting. Uh, are you pleased to see the boats coming back on the water again here?
2: I'm, I'm delighted,
0: delighted to see it coming yeah. back. Can yeah. you see the day again when the canal will be opened right the way from Dublin to Longford? I
2: can, with the progress that has been made I can say within the last two years now, it's not not far away when we can see it all from the hallways now. If they're able to to continue, if the money turns up for it, it, that's the whole thing.
0: Well, let's hope we all live to see the day when the the Royal Canal is open to navigation. Hopefully. Thank you
2: very much indeed. Thank you.
0: day three and uh, the train from Sligo has just pulled into the station in Mullingar. I've decided to join the train here in Mullingar and and travel east because in many ways the uh, railway is interlinked with the canal not just geographically but also in its history so I'm going to have a look at the canal as we travel alongside it from the train window has just passed under Macneeds Bridge which is uh, a few miles from Kinnegad and uh, here the railway takes a, a turn to the northeast and uh, still following the canal uh, we've passed by the burnt out pub of uh, Mary Lynch which was a, a lovely old uh, traditional pub with uh, timber interior and was only burnt very recently, burnt to the ground. Uh, here the, uh, the canal begins very rapid descent from its summit point, which is near Mullingar, uh, down through an area known as the Flight of Stairs, uh, where there are something like uh, eight locks in in, in total, uh, in a distance of uh, less than two miles. Um, At this point, the uh, railway uh, diverges from the canal for a short distance and uh, takes a straight line across, uh, while the canal winds its way slowly uh, through the bogs and across an area known as the Long Level uh, in the direction of the River Boyne. This is an area which, uh, in the early years of the canal, in the early 19th century, uh, was uh, a place where a number of outrages uh, took place. Where there were serious attacks on the canal by local people. Um, It seems that uh, there are two possible reasons why this may have happened. Uh, One was that um, there was a fear that the canal was uh, taking uh, potatoes from the country into Dublin and and possibly causing a scarcity of potatoes in the country. You have to remember that this was a time when the population of Ireland was uh, double or treble its present size, and there was serious... Uh, poverty and and hardship and hunger in the country. But the other reason which has been suggested is that uh, it may have been a way of creating employment for local people in repairing the canal. And there was some strong evidence of connection, uh, uh, links between the attackers, the gangs of attackers uh, on the canal banks who who caused breaches in the canal uh, and the uh, drivers of the horses uh, which towed the boats because they were unionized and in, in, in what they were known then as combinations. Uh, but it was so serious that uh, the government at the time had to send uh, a full uh, brigade of uh, troopers down to actually guard the Boyne aqueduct uh, from attacks. The train is past McLaughlin's bridge now and here the railway, the canal and uh, the river Ryewater all run in parallel in the same valley. Um, We're approaching Kilcock um, and as we do so the smell which permeates through the window is that of the bubblegum factory which uh, dominates the uh, aroma of town. Well the uh, train journey is coming near an end now with uh, the slowing down as we approach uh, Maynooth past the wall of St. Patrick's College and uh, around the corner with the canal uh, into Maynooth Harbour. Uh, The station here is beautifully situated right beside Maynooth Harbour looking across at the uh, historic buildings of uh, the college which is now a university. to be out in the sun again and uh hopefully i'm going to meet a boat here so uh, let's have a look see what's available hello good to see you great can i come on board
3: you can't surely yeah yeah Good. I'm Richard Nairn, how are you? How are you? Richard, John
0: McEwan. Good to see you. Yeah, you, You're you the engineer with the Office of, the of Public, Public Works. Works. That's yeah. right. And you're responsible for the Royal Denal. For the Royal yeah. that's Right, right. so um, are we ready to go?
3: We're ready to go, yeah. we get Good. pushed off Right. Overhead. Yeah, that's Mullen, Mullen Bridge.
0: It's one of the busiest bridges, I suppose, on this stretch, is it?
3: Yeah, it is, yes. Yeah, the, there's plans, Claudia kind County of Council plans, to widen it uh, as part of the new bypass, the Minnesota the bypass. Yeah. Do you think that will that affect the canal in any way? It won't affect the canal, so we'll still have a navigational clearance. Yeah. It uh, will be maintained. But there are one or two other bridges which are going to need uh, some fairly rigorous. Uh, changing, isn't there? That's changing? right, west yeah. Of west, west of Mullingar. West of there's a few bridges that are, have been culverted. Uh, that has been, uh, the bridges have been in horizontal with no he- no headroom at all. for Just a pipe for, for the boats. canal, more or less. Just a pipe through to keep the water flowing westwards onto the Shannon. Right. And it's your overall uh, objective to, to join up with the Shannon, is that right? That is. Your overall objective would be as yes. being phase three of a restoration project. Phase two has been completed. Uh, How far has that round. gone? That's from Blanchestown, the 12 o'clock uh, to Mullingar Harbour itself. There.
0: Well, John, we're getting close to the Pike Bridge alongside Carton Estate here. That's right, and, yeah. Uh, it looks it's a quite a nice stretch of canal. This is overhung by trees. Well, well, here a stretch as well. Yeah. Has this area an interesting history? Is there much?
3: It has, yes. The, the canal was actually, uh, the route was taken because it passed by the, f- the front entrance to Carton Estate, uh, which was owned by the Duke of Leinster back in uh, 1790. Uh, his main reason was to build a harbour here to export his goods from the from the estate, potatoes, barley, whatever was going to be exported. So uh, we have a small harbour here on the other side of Pike Bridge.
0: And just coming under the bridge now, uh, it's it's in very good condition very good during this age, isn't it? Yes, is surely, yeah. Uh, not, doesn't require any pointing or anything?
3: No pointing at the moment, just a bit of ivy there would probably have to be taken off, because it tends to eat into the, the lime mortar. Right,
0: and I gather there's some restoration work going on here, is that right? Yeah, the
3: restoration work has started now on the on the harbour area here at Carton. Uh, it's been done uh, in conjunction with the Maynooth group of the Royal Canal Amenity group, uh, and uh, the labour has been provided by FOSS under Social Employment Scheme. We in the Office of Public Works supply the technical expertise and also materials for the job. As you can see, a lot of the stones have become dislodged. Uh, these will have to be replaced, and they're large lumps of limestone, Let's which uh, have to man- be manhandled.
0: Let's go in and have a, a closer okay. look, will we? I, I can see the JCB working away there. Yeah, uh, just
3: levelling out some of the topsoil that was taken off to, to expose the stones in the first place. Right.
0: But it's certainly looking very well. I, I guess the Duke of Leinster would have been proud of
3: it. He would, surely, yeah. It's it's actually stood stood the times well, as well, for 200 years. Uh, The stones themselves, other than being dislodged, are still uh, structurally sound.
0: John, we're approaching the 13th lock here, um, and uh, it's always interested me why locks are necessary on the canals.
3: Yeah, well, the, the locks are necessary to take you from, uh, depending on what way you're traveling, they're to take you from a high level of water to a low level of water, or vice versa, from a, high, from a low level of water to a high level of water.
0: Now the, the, the gate's closing behind us. And uh, let's pull into the side here and tie up. Okay,
3: we've got quite an audience today. We have, surely, yeah. Yeah. I think the sunshine has brought the people out. It has. And I think that uh, the whole business of
0: opening and closing of locks is fascinating to many people. It, it, is, it is, very much uh, so. It's like
3: uh, it's like history coming alive, really. They, they, they don't really understand the, the principle of the lock chamber uh, itself. Passing yeah, just
0: coming under the Dee Bridge now, uh, this is another fine piece of masonry, isn't it? It is, very, yeah. good condition. very much
3: so. The pointing is very much intact. Yeah. Um, we have actually uh, completed some works uh, on top where
1: uh, stonework
3: itself was uh, was a bad grade. The stone itself, yeah. for the parapet for the walls, yeah. uh, there was a certain amount of slit content in the stone and it tended to uh, disintegrate. Right, but uh, for the canal itself,
0: it's in very good condition and it's really um, a symptom of how the restoration is progressing. It's very good to see that uh, all of these works are now back in the state that they would have in- originally been Perhaps 150 years ago. 150 years ago, yeah. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Dublin, Cross Guns Bridge, the Royal Canal. Water rushing, roaring through the sluices. A man stood on his dropping barge between clamps of turf. On the towpath by the lock, a slack tethered horse. On the slow, weedy waterway he had floated on his raft coastward over Ireland, drawn by a haulage rope past beds of reeds, over slime, mud choked bottles, carrion dogs, Mullingar, Moy Valley, with turf from the Midland bogs. Bloom, comfortably ensconced in the coach, even contemplates making a walking tour by the canal banks to see his daughter in Mullingar. He knew his canals, did James Joyce, and I'm beginning to get to know the Royal... Here I am at uh, Cross Guns Bridge, uh, just over a mile from my destination at the River Liffey. And uh, it's a beautiful evening, uh, end of day three, and uh, this is a a beautiful stretch from uh, the fifth lock back into the city. There's a lot of activity here, uh, plenty of people sunbathing, uh, rush hour traffic, and um, Lots of people enjoying themselves on the banks of this old waterway. What's the water like? Is it warm?
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah we are! John J. Rambo! <laughs> I
0: don't want to get wet. Pegs. Oh
1: no!
2: Come on! What's this for? How do I like swimming yeah. in the canal? It's absolutely shit because I can't be full. It's
0: a great place in the summer evening,
3: isn't it? Yeah. Go down
0: there. Beats any swimming bath, doesn't it?
3: Stop, stop.
0: Huh? Where do you lot live?
3: Ah, oh, we live in Glasgow. There go. Going towards
0: cemetery! You come down here every night, do you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: There.
1: Yeah.
0: What?
1: We go do down here.
2: Great swimming, I'm tired, we cleaned it out, it's great. I'm right from Ballymoan as well, No, right. you know, that morning glass never. everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Bling glass That's nice. yeah. real deep now. This is the know.
0: best place, isn't it, in ah, the city?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. The stretch from yeah. there. Yeah. The What's this going down?
1: Should've come down now, around
2: 12 o'clock today. Why? How yeah. many people were here? Ah, it was just sitting around a hundred,
0: just, oh, just one fifty. just diving off. Girls the, and all
2: diving yeah. into the water at a, right, a whole right. lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I'll come back another day, but uh, I'm just at the end of a, a long journey from County Longford down the canal. It's, uh, it's taken me three days to get here, yeah. and uh, this is the last mile, so it's great to see people enjoying themselves. Oh, the uh, good!
2: Deal. Once the sun as out, they're all in the water.
0: Yeah. Do you know where the canal goes? Have you any idea where it finishes? Just keep
2: walking. Off? It goes
0: through you Nocton. Know, yeah. It
2: goes through. Right. After, after that? Don't know after that. You, oh, can yeah. out, you can go You can go onto the Whitwood Road. You can go onto the road up there, right? Really. Yeah. Just cross the road, you're not from Nazi. Right. Any that idea how really long it's been here? Yeah. How long is it here, A 100
0: no,
2: 108. Is it? Right. Well, it's got only look. a guess in the What's the end Yeah. the news?
0: What news do you do? RTE. We're heading for Dublin now, okay. heading for the city. And that's the end of the journey, so, uh,
4: Hey, yes. will see, see you. Well, I am. my name, Shane. Shane, the OK, thanks. See you I'm really well done, I'm swimming the Let's see you in the it's water just again. Filling. Let's see oh, you get bye, in the water. Bye. Oh, wait, wait, What want to do
3: it.
4: Ah, I'm not a
0: Well, here it is at last. I'm outside Galligan's pub on the Spencer dock, at the end of the Royal Canal sampling uh, some of the produce which was among the main uh, cargo carried on the canal in its later years. I have the sun on my back and the salt wind in my face and it's a really good feeling to be looking out over the River Liffey the end of a memorable journey not just because of all the interesting people that I've met but because of the varied landscapes from the wetland wilderness in County Longford to the concrete jungle here in Dublin City. This has been a time of great change for the canal. There's been more rapid progress in the last few years than at any other time in its 200 year history. It's a waterway which has known tragedy and death, scandal, bankruptcy, decline and decay. But perhaps the good times are only beginning for this troubled waterway, which has never really justified its own existence. Well, here's to the future of the Royal Canal. (sighs) Ugh. <sighs>